Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness, tranquility descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with him. Some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwis Tafsir of Juz Amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and intimate manner makes them relatable. So without further ado, let's begin. In this journey. So my dear, uh, dear brothers and sisters, I was explaining about Tatfib. So Tatfib basically is that when you t- make a measurement, you, t- you take your rights fully. But when you have to give to the people, you give them less. It's cheating in the measurement. But you can see in Tathfif what actually happening is, still you have got some rights. You take more than your rights. You know, one of the brothers asked me that, you know, can we apply this verse about bribery? In the bribery, what happening, happening is you're taking this without any right. You know, if Quran does not allow people to take more than rights, so how can Quran allow people to take something without the rights? The thing really, it, it, it worse than that. So it is no doubt that one can apply in one way. You know, I was just thinking that it came in mind that if Quran does not allow people to take more than their rights, no doubt Quran never can allow people to, to take more than rights. And actually there is a story that Abdul Malik Marwan, the Umayyad Caliph, and during the Umayyad period, uh, you know, Baitul Mal basically became personal use. You know, money is coming, and Baitul Mal in Islam meant that money comes, you know, it comes coming, you know, and so the charity coming from the believers, and then you spend them on the believers for the interest and for, the, for you know, for the believer. You don't take anything. And Umar Khattab and all the Khulfa Rashidun, they never took any money from Baitul Mal except what is right. But when Umayyad came, it became their own property, their own, you know, uh, uh, money. So Abdul Malik Marwan said, once an Arab Badun came to me, and he said to me, do you know what Allah said about Mutafifid? So I said, yeah, Mutafifin, you know, these people who, t- t- you know, uh, take more than their rights in the measurement. So he said, you know that, but you take things without even any right. So in very nice thing he said in, in Arabic language, he said, فَمَا ظَنُّكَ بِنَفْسِكَ وَأَنْتَ تَأْخُذُ أَمْوَارَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ بِلَا كَيْلٍ وَلَا وَزْنٍ What do you think about yourself? You know, you take the wealth of the believers without any measurement. You know, Quran criticizes the people who take more than the measurement and you take everything without any measurement. No doubt really anybody who takes believers, like people who do the robbery or stealing, it must be worse. If you take more than the rights, it is haram. Taking without any right, how can it be halal? It never can be halal. It is worse than that thing. So no doubt it is implied in that and, and believers should be very, very much concerned about these things. And one thing I understand really, if we really want, many people complain that, you know, our children, they don't have barakah and they are not very pious. 
if you really want your family to be pious obedient loyal to you listening to you and your house should be full of barakah the one of the important way is that make your source of income halal spend on your children but only halal money little money halal little thing halal is better than plenty of haram if you really, that is the way there no other way if we want to go another way there no other way to so always you know, do your duty properly work properly you know for example even if the muslims when you work any place and you take a break for the prayer the duty of the believer is to tell your employer properly that i take a break for the prayer which i have no right in the duty to so if you want you can take you know my you know from my salary you know the money uh, you know for, for, for that time because that time is for my better your, your prayer is not part of the employment for work your prayer is your duty from allah subhanahu whether you work for someone you don't work it is not it is it is not part of their work understand this properly that you don't make a favor of your prayer upon anybody your prayer must be coming in your own time your time your prayer never should be in the time of other people because your prayer just purely for you if you are working for someone and they are generous enough to give you time for prayer it is, it is enough but for the time don't take money for them tell them properly that i spent 10 minutes every day for zuhur or asr prayer in your office and you allow me to do that but at least i don't want to take money for that if they still want to give you that's fine but never never think it is your right that you can pray in the time of other people it's not your right because your prayer must be done in your, your time your prayer must be done in a time for which you don't get any money any payment from the people that must be your pure time is it clear to so always understand yeah similarly you know if the you know if people you know for friday prayer for example if the people like you allow you to go for friday prayer it is big big generosity big favor from them if they allow you go but think really how much time you spend the friday prayer either you work more for that for example that day you work you know 15 minutes or 40 minutes you know more than your your time because you have spent that time there or at least ask them to take money for for that because your prayer must be done properly in your pure time in a time for which you don't get any payment from anybody because the prayer time must be actually unpaid it is you are doing only worshiping your lord not worshiping anybody else the you know make it clear prayer time must be unpaid it never can be paid if you are getting money for that that period it it is dangerous it's not it's not allowed because you are not worshiping people you are not serving the people you are worshiping your lord but if people are generous they say no we don't mind because we think really you are you know because of that you are with the honesty you do more work if they properly happy then there no harm but make things very very clear as much as possible then quran is referring that you know that quran actually how connects because quran wants everybody 
to be accountable to themselves first. Think yourself really. That, that how they were, because the laws, and you make any law, it is very easy for the people to corrupt the law, to misuse it, to misinterpret people in any law in this world, actually, whatever law you make, you know, people easily can misinterpret, easily can actually somehow misuse. Anybody can do. The only way actually to, to protect it, if people know that they are accountable to their Lord. And he knows everything. So whether people see you or they don't see, Allah sees you. Whether people know or they don't know, Allah knows. So that was the Quran says, Don't those people think, don't they consider that they are going to raise after death? Don't they think one day will happen? One thing here saying, the Quran is not saying, Allah yagunnuna. Quran is saying what? Allah yagunnuna. Understand the difference you know, in, in the language. Sometimes use a noun and sometimes pronoun. Pronoun basically means same noun, but you don't want to repeat. So, like for example, you can say that, you know, I saw Zayed and then I discussed with him. So you don't want to say I saw Zayed and discussed with him and then I met him, I ate with, with Zayed. You don't want to repeat the name. Pronoun basically, in, 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 pronoun is used in the place of the noun. Then you have got uh, in, in the language what we can say demonstrative noun, like we can say that or this or something like that. Uh, when you do this uh, in, in like in any language, the Arabic language, ulaika, those, it comes in reference to someone who's far away. When you say this, it in reference of something which is nearer. When I say that, dalika, in the reference of to something which is far away. So Quran did not say Allah yagunnuna. Don't they think, Quran is saying what? Allah yagunnu ulaika. Don't those, those people consider, understand the difference. Quran is not saying Allah yagunnuna. Don't they think. Quran is saying what? Allah yagunnu ulaika. Don't those people think. Why Quran says those? Why not they? Though they have been mentioned right away in every language that you bring pronoun. So why you need to have ulaika? Understand because Quran basically does not want you know, to, to use them in normal way. Basically from the eye of the Quran they are very far away people. Quran just wants to hint that they are those people. You know, does not make any nearness to them. So those people means those and when somebody is far away, it could be distance, it also can be relation. Sometimes somebody nearer to you, but still you died for him. Why? Because you don't want to use any word which can hint that he is nearer to you. So that sense here is, Allah yagunnu ulaika. Don't those people think that they are going to rest. This really is one very frightening thing. You know, I, uh, you know, I was thinking that, you know, for example, you know, death. It's so certain. If I really know that when I'm going to die, it will be frightening for me. You know, if I'm waiting for a good news, that I know after 10 days I'm going to give him this uh, uh, reward. You know, somebody's going to give a big prize on the, uh, after 10 days. You know, I'm waiting, you know, so nice, so, so happy that how that day can come quickly. You know, 10 days, you know, 10 days for me, a big thing. I just want to pass them as quickly as possible. But I don't realize really that, you know, after 10 days, though I'm going to get that good news, but, you know, these 10 days, they are making my death 10 days nearer. Just think, do you really want to die quickly? But what actually happening is we don't think about that. We always think about immediate interest, about immediate happiness, about immediate success. We don't understand really that how soon we are going to die. So when we want, you know, when sometimes we say that how long the night is, but we don't understand really, you know, soon, when the night will pass, one night has been gone from your life. So don't think it is too long. 
it is really your life when it is going your life passes quran actually keeps mentioning this thing that you know enjoy this but what what you like enjoyment everything but soon you don't think you die and then after that you rest you know to to to, to the hereafter and you know it reminds a story of hasan basri rahimahullah taala you know in his time hajjaj ibn yusuf he was governor of iraq and the ulama they rebel against him many many ulama they rebel against hajjaj ibn yusuf but somehow he was very powerful person he crushed the rebellion so many of the ulama have been killed and those who were not killed he he was arresting everybody and to to, to kill to take revenge except he said if people if ulama come to me scholars come to me and they acknowledge admit that they did mistake in rebellion and they ask me to forgive them i'll forgive them so anybody who came to him and said no yeah we were wrong and you were right and now forgive me he would forgive but those who don't come to him he if he get them he would kill them to one of the ulama were hasan basri he called him and he wanted to kill him when hasan basri rahmatullah taala came to him so then hasan basri rahmatullah taala said uh, to uh, to hajjaj because he knew that hajjaj wanted to kill him so he said to hajjaj ya hajjaj kam bainaka wa bain adam min abin oh hajjaj tell me how many fathers are between you and between adam how many fathers in how many ancestors your father your grandfather great grandfather how many people have got you got between you and adam he asked this question ya hajjaj kam bainaka wa bain adam min abin oh hajjaj between you and adam there are how many fathers toward hajjaj said hajjaj said qala kathir he said many many i don't know the number how many people are between me and adam many many qala fa ainahum then hasan said where are they you know all those many people between you and adam where are they qala matu he said you know they have died when hajjaj said died then hajjaj actually lowered his eye his, his head the question basically was that one day you are going to die like them you know so many ancestors and you know your fathers they have died one day you died this really you know make a big impact on the on the mind of, of hajjaj and hajjaj lowered his eye and then hasan basri left him and i know hajjaj did not touch him this thing really always keep thinking whatever you do any bribery any cheating whatever people do one day they are going to raised in front of their lord and he will question and simple thing is the people for whom we have been doing all this cheating none of them are going to defend us simple thing they will say oh my father why did you do this why did you do this we could have left in, uh, lived in the world in easily you know in small income we didn't need, need all those things all our family in our wives children other related they will say to us why did you do this now you have to face we are not going to to to, to share any of your suffering nobody is going to support us understand this properly every single person whatever you do you are responsible and accountable and nobody is going to benefit you or harm you and nobody is going to defend you simple thing really and the quran makes very clear you know, we have read the verse before that yawm yafirul mar'u min akhihi wa ummihi wa abihi the people will run away from their brothers from their fathers from their mothers from their sisters from everybody nobody is going to be likullim ra'i minhum yawm aidan sha'an yughni everybody is concerned about himself that is quran reminding that ala yaqunu ulaika don't those people think they are going to raise li yawmin azim for a big day that that you know in this world there's no big day people become so much concerned like you know children become so much concerned about the exam the day of exam is not a big day any problems happen in this world that's not a big day but the big day quran quran says yasalunaka anin anin nawail azim they ask you about you know 
Nabul Azim. He's asking big, big news. Big day is something different. That a big day, that no day can be compared with that big day. When actually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be so angry that he never has been so angry before that. In this world you can see his mercy. We sin and he forgives us. He does not punish us immediately. But the day will come when he will be so angry, he never has been so angry. And the prophets and messengers who always make you know, effort to save us, that day no prophet, no messenger will make any effort to save us. In this world, if we have any problem, our family, our relatives, and our other people, you know, on the base of humanity, they want to help us. But in that day, there is no single person who can come there to help us. That is the big day for the people. That Quran says, don't they think they are going to raise for a big day. The day when the people will stand for their Lord, Lord of the people. In the Quran says, Lord of the people. Understand this thing, what the meaning is. If he is Lord of the people, what he means? It means basically he must have justice. If you wrong someone and you think you will be left like that, impossible. You know, the people are his responsibility. If you wrong someone, you are going to be questioned. He is the Lord of the people, Rabb of the people. If you are father and somebody does something to your children, what you will do? If you have any power, you will take revenge. You help your, your children. You know, you support them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love for the people, care for the people more than the care of the father. And Allah has more power. Fathers don't have power. Sometimes fathers they want to take revenge, they can't take. But Rabbul Alameen, Lord, if I cheat anybody, that person, even if he's a very weak person, but he is the family of Allah, family of God. Understand this properly. When you cheat someone, you are cheating a member of the family of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whenever you do any dishonesty against anybody, you are doing dishonesty against a member of the family of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are his responsibility. To, and every world, all the world is under his power. Do you think really we are going to live like that? He is not going to question. A father cannot leave people who can hurt and who can harm his children. He cannot leave them. A mother cannot do that like that. Rabbul Alameen, can he do like that? That we cheat people, we lie against them and we wrong them and then nothing will happen? That actually, this reward, Rabbul Alameen, actually is itself evidence that justice must happen. He's the Rabbul Alameen, he's Lord of the everybody. He's the King of the people. He's the Father of the people. He, he's, he loves the people. He's the Rahman. He's the Rahim. How can he leave you like that? If you wrong his people, you are going to be revenge taken. The Quran said that these people, they make plotting against the people. Allah plots against them. You know, they're going to die. Wallahu khairul makarin. And Allah is the best plotter. His plots is the best. You know, so, so, so strong. Nobody can escape that. You know, and about this verse, actually, there are so many stories of the Salaf that how they used to, when they read, that how the verse used to move them. You know, Imam Bukhari and Muslim both have narrated from Abdullah and Umar, from the Prophet He said, that day, that day is such a, such a, 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 a day that يَقُومُ أَحَدُكُمْ فِي إِلَىٰ أَنصَافِ أُذُنَيْهِ the people will stand in front of the Lord you know, and they will be full in sweating. The sweating will be so much it will come up to their, their ear. Meaning is that the earth will become for the metals and the sun will be very near to them and the people will so much sweating that you know, they're basically flowing on the sweating. The sweating will be up to their, their ear. I imagine really, even little sweating, how, what will happen to the people? If the people have such a heat which they cannot bear, and they are basically like floating over the sweating. What will happen? 
that that day will come and abdullah umar radhiyallahu anhu people narrate about abdullah umar radhiyallahu anhu his sister narrate annahu qara'a hadhihi sura falamma balagha qawlahu yawm yaqumu an-nas rabbil alamin baka nahiban wa amtana'a min qira'ati ma ba'dahu abdullah umar radhiyallahu anhu started reading this sura surah al-mutaffifin wa'ilun lil-mutaffifin until he reached to the verse what yawm yaqumu an-nas rabbil alamin the day when the people will stand for the lord of the people when he reached to that verse then the students say baka nahiban started crying loudly you know he became very much you know very painful cry crying coming from his heart wam tanaa an qira'ati ma ba'dahu and he could not read anything after that just think really that you know this thing frightened him so much wasn't he muslim abdullah umar wasn't he believer wasn't he a companion he spent so much time didn't he believe that the muslims are in paradise see really what aqeedah the harmer we people have no no good deeds still we think really everything is fine for us a man like abdullah umar a companion son of a companion and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam praised him that he said that abdullah umar is a righteous person so much praise for him and people say in the time of uh, uh, time of uh, muawiya many people thought really abdullah umar is the best person to become khalifa people were thinking to remove ali and muawiya and to make abdullah umar as as a khalifa to people even can make him khalifa in the time of, of abdullah ali radhiyallahu anhu and when umar was killed he appointed six people and said you know among them anybody can choose and then he made also his son abdullah umar part of the team but he made very clear abdullah umar there is only to advise people but he cannot be nominated for the khilafa for my family one person is enough nobody else this abdullah umar actually deserves to be khalifa even after that abdullah after umar you know he reads this verse and he cries and he cannot read them more and he never think that you know we are ahl sunnah wal jamaa so we must enter paradise did he say like that just think really that how aqeedah harm the people we have to, you know we we created belonging in the pla- we actually replace iman and islam with belonging and then people become convinced once you belong to a group you are safe islam is not belonging it is not identity it is not the certain routines you do it is actually much much deeper it is iman and submission to allah subhanahu wa taala and then after that full fear that we don't know whether allah is going to accept from us or not but what aqeedah has done aqeedah basically removed all the fear and actually has put in the heart of the people that we are fine because we are halus sunnah jamaah we are the salvated group nothing will happen to us this aqeedah never was part of islam when it came it really came as a harmful to all the muslim community and people actually now grow up and they think they must be salvated there is no single promise for allah from allah subhanahu wa taala on any belonging on any identity on any aqeedah for salvation all the promises on iman and islam quran makes very clear the believer people quran says wal asr innal insan lafi khusr illa alladhina amanu wa amilus salihat iman an amal salih amal salih is islam every time when you see read the quran all the quran laysa al birra an tawallu wujuhakum qibla al mashriq wal maghrib bir is not that you belong to a group quran says bir is not like that do you become you know you have aqeedah quran says aqeedah not enough bir is what iman billah islam spending money doing the prayer this what bir is quran never make any promise with aqeedah aqeedah never has been foundation of promise in islam quran never promise anything like that any belonging or relation to a group 
it always iman islam and when it comes it really creates fear in your heart you think really i am not proper muslim i am not a believer so abdullah umar radhiyallahu he reads this verse and he can not read more than that he stop there and he start crying then quran says kalla inna kitab al fujjar la fi sajin you know quran says these people these sinners these wicked people they keep doing sins they don't believe in the day after and day of judgment and they think you know everything fine in this world they do whatever they like and they think they still can escape in the day after kalla never and actually when kalla comes in the quran it always comes in anger in the punishment you know, it, it is not easy kalla is not just never kalla is uh, never with anger Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala don't think like that don't think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has delayed you in this world and you can cheat and you can lie it will happen safe in the day after it's not like that and he's not unaware of you every single deed that you do it is recorded properly and recorded in a, a, basically you are put in a black list Quran want to say you are black listed you are put in a, in a list you are recording basically put in a place which is always for the people who are black listed you never you don't think that you know you are working on the just think really you know if a, 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 any government it puts my name in black list and i'm always watched do you think really that you know i have nice clothes and all those things and beard and this thing i'll be very happy that i'm good person once i know that you know when you cheat people don't walk freely think really properly that you have been put by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a black list and every single thing that you are recorded and they're delaying you because they want to make more and more proof against you and then the time will come when they catch you unless what wants to say that these people don't through nothing that they're free to do whatever like not freedom we have we have done put them in the black list so quran says kalla inna kitab al-fujjar la fi sijil never never fujjar is jama' of fajir to you know what fajr yafjuru means fajr yafjuru means when people break the covenant of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again again sin becomes their habit to basically that's what fajr means fajr means breaking the covenant of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again again and they never think it to obey never want to repent so that's fujjah they're very dirty people basically they don't consider any about any about any comment of allah ta'ala about any promise from allah ta'ala about iman islam they never think about good deeds these people they have become just sinners and sinners they enjoy the sin the quran says kalla inna kitab al-fujjar la fi sijjin never certainly the record of the people sinner people is has been put in sijjin sijjin allah has made a place no that sijjin is the name because you know, it is not part of you know it is not a name arafs no because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also reveals in the quran those realities which have no idea by using the arabic language to give the name to people can have some idea so sijin comes from the arabic word sijn and sijn means prison where people are put in the in, in the prison arrested that sijn means basically meaning is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know commands the angels they make a record for every single person then those records they are stored in a certain place and the storing place for the records of the people are two storing places one is sijin and one is aliyin sijin is a place where the records of the all wicked or the bad people are put there so people who are blacklisted the record is put in the sijin and people who are pious people those who do good deeds obedient to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala their records are put in other place aliyin very high place respect with respected people angels so sijin is a place where bad people's record is there devils are there shaitan is there iblis is there all the people are there very dirty place that there is 
Allah SWT is saying that these people, they walk on the earth freely. They cheat the people, they kill the people, they do dishonesty, and they, they lack free people. They don't understand eh, that every single thing that they do, a record is prepared for them. And the record actually put eh, not with the free people, not with the people who, you know, who have white clothes. No, the record is put eh, with the people who are dirty people and who are put in the prison. They are not free people. But I, I just imagine really that somebody boasts and make a big claim and he does not know that after a while what is going to happen to him. You know, how, how, how unlucky that person is. The Quran is saying that you know, they cheat people, they lie, they do dishonesty, they have no fear of the day of judgment. And they think they will be left like that? No. The record, the book of the deeds, in writing, the record, record of the sinner people, it is in a sijin. It is in a place called sijin. And what makes you to know what sijin is? Do you know what sijin is? No idea. We don't know really what sijin is. But Allah SWT has made the sijin a place for the recording the books of those people who are sinners. Kitabum marqum. Sijin is actually a place where all the recording is happening. Kitabum marqum, it is recording uh, and which is written down, marked properly, very clearly. You know, it is basically marqum raqam, yaqum means to, to mark properly, very clearly. So there must be all the, you know, book, very easily you can, you know, turn the page. So, for example, there will be a chapter, you know, on lies. How many times we have lies? There will be a chapter, how many times we have backbited? There will be a chapter, how many times we have cheated people? Every single thing properly marked in different colors, so people can, they have no problem to, to turn the pages and see everything. Whatever the time, exact time, actually there will be pictures. Actually, there will be in the book, you know, we have been taking, when we have taken bribery, the time we have been taking, it all will be there. With a picture, with photos, everything you know, put there, you can't deny anything. All the record, kitab, kitab marku means a record which is designed, which is marked properly. It is not only written properly. Writing is there anyway, record means writing. By record, record what? Marku, marku means marked properly. Every chapter, every deeds are divided into certain chapters properly. So people can see actually this is what we have done and then design and mark properly red colors and this color, that color and it will be referred in the beginning there will be abbreviation. So if you will see red color you should know what is actually happening here. It is more serious. Every single thing will be there. You know we cannot really understand how much will be, how clear the book will be. In this world when anybody writes a book they want to make very as clear as possible like you know Imam Mizzi has written Tahdibul Kamar about the biography of narrators. So he said, you know, for somebody who is this, uh, this type, I will use red ink and for this purpose I use, you know, green ink and for this purpose I use yellow ink, so many inks. And it is an 800 year, you know, old book in Islam. You know, he had written that, that time, but he used for every single thing, so clear, organized properly and different inks for every different purpose. And now the book is published with blank ink. No other, no other color has been used. Actually, that time people are so advanced. 800 years back, he wrote his book. All those colors he used properly, so people can have easy way to understand how to use the book. And now people use no, no, not no color. Different for us to use. But in the day of judgment, the record of the people, they are not put in like as we think. It is not like that. Every single thing has been classified properly. You know, classified properly, easily you can look really. Any time you think really, what that day I did something, it is missed. And you turn the page of that day, it is there with your photos, with your everything, color, and, and comments of the angels properly that you do this and whatever your intention was there, everything there. There, Kitab Marqum means you understand this practice. Other Kitab means record is enough anyway. 
وی ڈونٹ نیڈ اینی ادر ورڈ بٹ قرآن ہیز پٹ ون مور ورڈ تو قرآن سے کل ان کتاب الفجار لفی سجنو دا ریکارڈ آف دا سینر پیپل ان سجین وہ ما ادرا کما سجین ڈو یو نو واٹ سجین مینس کتاب و مرقوم سجین از پلیس ور اللہ سبحانہ تعالیٰ ہیز میڈ دس تھنگ کتاب و مرقوم ڈیزائن اینڈ مارک بک ریکارڈ پراپرلی بیسکلی یو کین سے دا پیپل ہو آر بلیک لسٹڈ دا ریکارڈ ول بی ان دیٹ پلیس اینڈ وی کلیئر پروف اینڈ ایویڈنس اینڈ کیمراز اینڈ فوٹوز ایوری تھنگ اٹیچڈ تو نو بڑی کن ڈینائی اینی تھنگ قرآن سے وائی لوں یوم اے دل للمقدبین وہ بی ٹو دا پیپل وہ از ٹو دا پیپل دیٹ ڈے فار دود ہو ہیو بین ڈینائی ڈینائرس بلاس دا پیپل ہو ہیو بین ریجیکٹنگ the you know the the, the uh, about the belief of the day of judgment the people who have been denying the day of judgment they have no escape now the time has gone for them really that no you know in this world for example we do cheat we do many things and what actually happens when we are caught then we realize oh it was a serious matter then after that we correct ourselves so for example you know where you know we sometimes we drive fast you know the road is you have only limit for 30 miles per hour and you drive you know 50 miles per hour and you don't care but one day you are camera and you have to pay fine then you become you know you know uh, 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 you know more aware of that and then you want to correct yourself but in that day there's no way that you can correct yourself impossible everything that you can correct yourself in this world that in that time nobody can correct nobody can actually reform themselves nobody can repent repentance is gone so that why quran says why lun yawm aydil mukadzibin that day for for all the believers those who have been denying and rejecting the quran and day of judgment for them is curse that day alladhina yukadzibuna biyawmiddin those people who have been denying and uh, rejecting the day of judgment and punishment wa ma yukadzibu bihi We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.com. TV. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of people like yourself.